Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Cricket Unfiltered. I'm Menes. It's our wrap of day two from the Perth Test, Australia taking on Pakistan. I'm joined by Gav Joshi. Gav, well, an intriguing fight back by Pakistan at the end of day two leaves them 355 runs behind with eight wickets in hand. Not a bad effort from them. Yeah, really good day of test cricket, Menas. I mean, you thought Australia's going to pile on the runs and, you know, maybe score 550-odd and, and maybe a declaration. But I thought Pakistan were really good. You know, it, it's easy to get carried away, uh, given Australia was such, such a commanding position yesterday at 5 for 350-odd. But I thought, you know, I mean, Jamal bowled really well for his... Picked up six wickets, and I thought for Pakistan, Kuram uh, Shahzad was was their best bowler. Probably not reflected. He only picked up two, but I, I think he he was outstanding. Um, and and then yeah, a really defined sort of opening partnership, and then a couple of quick wickets. And Australia were pushed a little bit in that final session. Um, uh, you know, nice to see a bit of bounce back into the pitch after yesterday, which I thought it was slightly a little bit too too slow for the Perth liking, but. Um, look, uh, intriguing day of test cricket, but Australia um, well ahead. Indeed they are. And the day started off with hometown favourite Mitchell Marsh taking on the Pakistani attack. He was well supported by Alex Carey in the first session, but we saw more of what we've seen from Mitch Marsh over the last couple of years, some powerful stroke play. He loves the ball coming onto the bat over in Western Australia, so it was perfectly suited for him and while he and Carey were together it looked like things could get really ugly for Pakistan but then those two put on 50 um, so a good partnership and Australia went past 400 but then after the drinks break uh, just before the drinks break Alex Carey was bold a very good ball, ball by Jamal uh, that started a bit of a slide for Australia but yeah that was a good delivery from Jamal just got through Carey's defences. Yeah, that I mean that ball and the one after that, Mitch Dark, I think that knocks over most left-handers in world cricket. Doesn't matter if you're top of the order or when you're down the bottom of the order. 
Um, but I think it was a good little knock by Carey as well. He probably needs a bit of runs, but classic Alex Carey innings to 34 probably doesn't highlight on the scorecard, but, you know, the crucial partnership. But as you mentioned, I mean, Mitch Marsh, he's just on a, you know, he's in the form of his life. Um, interesting to see him speak after, you know, field of play. He just seems happy. Um, and we've talked about yeah. it several times during the World Cup and, you know, even during the Ashes. He just, he just you know, he... He's not afraid of failure anymore, and and and, and that's a huge uh, effect when when you come out to bat and played some gorgeous shots. I think even yesterday when he got off the mark with that punchy shot, um, and you could tell that Mitch Marsh and what was was sort of had that confidence coming on from the World Cup from the Ashes, um, you know that pull shot he hit for six today was just incredible. It's probably only sort of you know around hip high. And he just picked up the length so early. So, um, and he just like, you know, it's Perth is not a pitch where it's going to spin a lot, but just the way he handled the Pakistan spinner as well, he just almost could put a blindfold and he can handle him. So, really unlucky to get out. And when I say that, it was really good ball again, jagged back a bit. But, um, oh, look, I mean, Mitch March, I mean, he's batting like that at number six. I mean, there, there was talk of him or I can't believe there was even a discussion 10, 10, 10 days ago, if it's going to be him and Cameron Green, I think Mitch Marsh on form is probably, I mean, you probably have to say the Australia's informed batter after Travis Head. Oh, definitely. I mean, you go back to that 100 he scored in the third test of the Ashes, it was probably the best innings played by an Australian during the Ashes. Um, so, yeah, you, you talk about Kerry 34, you're spot on. He and Mitch Marsh put on 90 together, and the way Pakistan have batted today, that's a crucial partnership. Stark was out uh, for 12. You mentioned it, a very good delivery by Jamal. Um, you know, he had a very good debut. And at lunch, Australia went to the lunch break at 7 for 476. Mitchell Marsh was 90, not out. And then first ball after the lunch break, he just advances down the wicket to Shazad and is bold. Now, I know you said it was a good delivery. It wasn't a bad delivery, but I don't think it would have hurt Mitch Marsh just to have a look at one first ball after lunch when you're 90 not out. I think post-match, I think he said, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have been trying to hit that to Rockingham. Um, uh, <laughs> so, but look, and, and, and that's classic Mitch Marsh, isn't it? He he knew it maybe he sort of went after a little bit. He could, could have sort of contained himself, but it's happened. Uh, huge disappointment. I think he must have had about, you know, 50 of his family members in that corporate box, which is um, uh, so that, you know, but look, uh, the ball did jag back a fair bit, you know, and that's the thing. I, I've liked this pitch, uh, especially on day two. They're still a little bit in it. Uh, it's still seeming just a touch, but you can still play good shots on it. Uh, but yeah, his dismissal and you thought, you know, uh, Australia sometimes, you know, you can get like a 21 from Lyon or, you know, 25 from Cummins, but Pakistan pretty good at wrapping up the tail actually. Yeah, definitely. After lunch, Australia lost three for 11. Lyon and Hazelwood went, uh, sorry, Lyon and Cummins went pretty quickly after Mitchell Marsh and Australia was bowled out for 487. As you say, they were looking at maybe 550 and declaring earlier on when Kerry and Marsh were together. But you mentioned um, Karim Shazad with his debut, two for 83, very good start. But the real star was Amir Jamal. Six for 111, the best figures on debut away by a Pakistani bowler ever. And you, you have to say that, that they battled hard, Gav, and 
yeah, I thought yesterday, obviously, they went missing a few times and Warner really made them pay. But today was a spirited performance with the ball. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and especially by two debutants. I think Shane Chaufridi probably hasn't been himself. I, and I go back to that, the World Cup. Ever since Nashim Shah was ruled out, I think Shaheen, you know, needs that bowling partner. Um, and, and as we've seen, you know, just like batting, you know, said a thousand stuff, bowling is in partnerships and, um, not having it, you know, someone like an Asim there, you feel like Shane Afridi just, he's just not a container, but he also has to take wickets and that sometimes he sort of, uh, you know, over tries or tries too hard and, and he's not his best. And that's why a lot of credit has to go to, you know, Karam Shazad and, um, uh, Amir Jamal. I mean, you know, these two guys have performed well in first-class cricket. They're probably not the guys that you you expect to excel in Australia. They're not very tall. They probably bowl about you know mid one thirties. Um, I mean, lots of bowlers like that have come to Australia. I mean, walloped everywhere, uh, especially when Australia's five for three fifty odd. So on day two to come back because that's when it actually gets difficult. Um, and then rampaging Mitch Marsh, a oh, huge credit. I I thought um. You know, for a full credit, uh, those two probably have to play in the next test match on the evidence of how they went today. Indeed. And you mentioned the Sheen Afridi, 27 overs, one for 96. Got Kawaja early on yesterday, but he seemed to struggle with the footholds, which we saw the Australian bowlers struggle with later on. And that seemed to just knock his rhythm out of line. So, look, at the change of innings, Gav, I, I was pretty confident Australia actually might be able to knock over Pakistan, maybe not today, but certainly make significant inroads. As you said before, the pitch was seeming around. But I think the pitch flattened out a little bit as the day went on. And also we saw some, you know, classic test cricket. Now, I know Brendan McCullum and Ben Stokes don't like to see this sort of thing in world cricket anymore, but this was the perfect top order batting by Abdullah Shafiq and Imam Al-Haq. They put on 74 in 36 overs, and it was classic wear out the opposition attack, take the shine off the new ball, and then hopefully your middle order can capitalise later. And we saw India do this uh, a few tours ago, one here. In that first 50 overs, India was very conservative, and then they started to open up, and we saw... Pakistan do the same and uh, I thought it was you know very very sensible batting yeah it was I mean look uh, uh, you you while it's sensible enough you also got to find a method to score against Australia I think uh, and and we'll see the evidence of that tomorrow you know uh, you, you see a number of international teams that come over here Menas, and they look you know they get off to such starts we saw even the west indies do that last summer um at the wacker where they're, they're opening and then what happens is the pressure builds because you played 80 overs and you feel like well you've done well but you know you, instead of being sort of a, you know maybe around that 220 mark you're only at about sort of 170 and suddenly the new ball comes along you you nick a couple off and, and you're not in the position you expect it to be so while it's good batting uh, especially, I thought Shafiq played well. I think Imam just just needs to. And uh, you saw that difference when Shan Masood came out to bat, I think, you know, where he made, uh, you know, the, even the decent balls, um, he, he was able to score off. Well, Imam, because he's sitting back and almost his, his nature is, is to think about survival first, he's not even getting singles. I thought he's running, but when the wicket was quite poor, to be honest, um yeah. and i yeah look let's hope he, he he goes and scores a big one tomorrow but 
Um, geez, like you, you need to score. You know, I know Pat Cummins and Hazelwood aren't the easiest bowlers to score off, but you need to look to score. If you don't score, uh, if you don't, then and we saw that. What disappointed me about him because you don't have the intent. There was a couple of half volleys where he just couldn't, you know, put them away when they should have been. And Shan Masood showed that. So, um, look, uh, yeah, while it's good batting. If you keep doing that against Australia, Australia will hurt you. I think you need to be able to. And, you know, you mentioned India coming out here a couple of years ago when scoring well. There was a bit of flair, you know, Rishabh Pant coming at sort of six. I don't know if Pakistan have that type of cricket to take the game away. Well, you're right. It's true. Pakistan have to capitalise, you know, with Barbara Azam and Saud Shaquille and Safra's Ahmed. They have to take advantage of weary legs. And I think that's what... You know, some teams look to do against Australia is wear the, the bowling out. But as you say, they're just um, not able to take advantage of it. And Australia's class ends up shining through. So at Stumps, Pakistan were two for 132. The first player to go was Abdullah Shafiq. Caught at leg slip off the bowling of Nathan Lyon for 42. Uh, fitting that Lyon got the wicket, his 497th test wicket. He's edging close to the 500. He was the one that really um, caused some problems early on for Pakistan. Some sort of half chances to him and edge pass first slip. Couple beat the bat. He was sort of making the Pakistani batsman work the hardest. Uh, so, yeah, he got the first wicket. And then right before Stumps, just when it looked like Pakistan might go to Stumps, only one down with Shah Massoud and Imam Al-Haq uh, not out, uh, Alex Carey caught Shah Massoud off the bowling of Mitchell Stark for 30. Just a vital wicket leading up to Stumps. And with about 13 minutes to go, Pakistan sent a night watchman out. Karim Shazad on Dabu was sent out there quite early, if you ask me, for a night watchman. But it worked out. There was no wicket to fall. And at the end of the day, the two wicket takers are Mitchell Stark and Nathan Lyon. Whilst everyone else was very economical, uh, they didn't uh, take any wickets. What do you think? Yeah, fair enough. I think, you know, uh, Paddy Cummins looked like he's, you know, well, figures are outstanding. He was, a, But I just think he was just down on pace a little bit as well. Maybe he's just coming back into, and it's been a huge sort of eight, sort of eight nine months for Australian cricket team. So... We might see the best of Cummins maybe in the second innings or maybe going into the sort of, you know, the Melbourne test. Uh, I thought Hazelwood as well, probably not at his best. Stark economic ball, I think, you know, Stark's continues to improve. I think, you know, since the Ashes, I think he's, you mentioned the footmarks, you know, all of the Stark was particularly unhappy. Uh, but great to see Nathan Lyon ball. Well, I thought Mitch Marsh ball pretty well as well. You know, he got a bit of shape did, as well. Yeah. So, um, look, I, you know, I, I think there's, and Australia probably beat the bat maybe about 25 times. So um, you might get get a couple of edges tomorrow. Uh, but at 132 for two, you think Pakistan have to, you know, given the start, Baba Razam still to come, still a good batting pitch. Um, they've got a bit of depth in their batting as well. A few all-rounders down up to number eight and nine, especially with the night watchman now. You know they'll be disappointed if they don't get to that four hundred mark. I think that that should be their objective. Yeah, I agree. And the, the the opening bat has laid the foundation. A couple of in, interesting incidents involving Alex Carey. One was that he he did insist on a review um, for Shan Masood's dismissal. Uh, Masood was saying he didn't hit it. The Australians were adamant he did. They reviewed it, and there was a big spike. Um, so that was quite amusing. But before that, I think it was Shafiq 
was batting and a return came in from Labuschagne to Carey and had Carey whipped off the bail, Shafiq had just lifted his foot and there was some inference by the commentators that maybe Carey was a bit gun shy after what happened to Johnny Bairstow. So he actually didn't execute the run out. Uh, quite interesting. I don't think it'll make a big difference to the result. But yeah, I wonder if that Bairstow dismissal did get into Carey's head and he was trying to avoid the controversy. Yeah, but by the sounds of the the mic, it, it almost felt like Alex Carey said, I, I did try with the bail off. I mean, you know, or I did touch the bail, but it didn't come off, but it was ever so gently. So I wonder if there's that hesitation of almost, <laughs> you know, not doing it. Um, I'm somewhere, in, you know, subconsciously probably had that dismissal somewhere. Um, so, yeah, but uh, look, I mean, uh, I understand that uh, I think Channel 7 shared something on social media and uh, um, Simon Torfall on air saying basically if he did whip off the bails, he would have been out. So, um, look, I, like you said, I don't think it changed the result that much. I, I won't change the result that much, but, yeah, yeah, quite interesting. Yeah, very much so. So just before we wrap up, Gab, I, I guess tomorrow morning, and it, it's often a bit of a cliche, but the first session tomorrow will be crucial if, as you mentioned before, if if Australia do get a couple of early wickets, then all the good work Pakistan have done today could unravel. Whereas if Pakistan can start to score relatively at a healthy run rate tomorrow morning, put the pressure on Australia's tired attack when you take into consideration, you know, this this three these three fast bowlers haven't played any test cricket since the Ashes in, well, late July, early August. You know, there could be a feeling that if, if Pakistan can just get through tomorrow morning, then they'll start to really tire and they can capitalise. So that first hour or two, vital. Yeah, absolutely. And I think not just for Australian bowlers, but we've already had 53 overs, I think. Uh, so it's still mm. 20. So we're going to get through the first session. It's not going to be a new ball. Um, I think, you know, Imam Al-Haq has, has to be more proactive. I mean, especially you think the night watchman probably won't last for too long. Um, and once Baba Azam get there, you know, he likes to score. And I just think Imam has to, you know, sometimes I thought Richan Masood there, uh, you know, I think he played it probably one extra too many shots. And I think a lot of that was also because Imam was just in his shell. I think Imam needs to have a different approach. He survived 136 balls today. He needs to come to the wicket tomorrow. And, you know, if Baba starts going, um, you know, he needs to make sure he gets on strike um, uh, and get those singles and, you know, put those balls away because otherwise the pressure is going to build for not only Baba Azam, but likes of, you know, there's a little bit of inexperience there. Um, so Shaquille was still pretty young. Um, Aga Salman is, is, is the same. Um, so, yeah, I think it's an important day for Pakistan. I think... If they can bat well tomorrow, I think, you know, we'll be all surprised and we might have a different, like they said, you know, day three is a moving day. Uh, but we've seen it numerous occasion, men, as we've seen teams come out and do this. And as you rightfully said, three wickets in the first session tomorrow and just changes the context of the game. Indeed. Now, a couple of little lingering issues from the first um day's play and beforehand. Uh, David Warner's press conference after scoring his 100, he was buoyant last night, but he refused to get into a war of words with Mitchell Johnson. He referred the media to Justin Langer's comments um, earlier in the week about former players discussing Warner. And he also, he Warner just said, look, I can celebrate how I want. So typical stuff from Warner. You have to say, since Sam Papergate, Warner 
has barely said anything out of line in the, the four or five years, has he, Gav? No, he's just waiting for the book. He's written it all in a book. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, well, he might have said a few things on the field that we haven't heard, but in the media conferences, he's he's very tight-lipped and very professional. So I, I give him a lot of credit for that. People often rip him, but yeah, he, he doesn't, he did, he, he, he stayed, he hasn't got into a petty war of words with Mitchell Johnson as much as I think a few people would have liked to have seen that. And and last thing was Nick Hockley, um, CEO of Cricket Australia, was on SCN and he was quizzed by the SCN host about Usman Khawaja's um, desire to wear a political message. And Nick Hockley was very down the line. He just said there are regulations against this for good reason and that there is a process that needs to be um, to be gone through for the ICC to allow anything to get through. And Kawaja, you know, pulled this stunt at the last minute. There was no uh, no thought for process. And Hockley just said that, you know, there's good reasons why people playing for their countries can't just um, go out and share these political messages. So Hockley, you know, as always, very diplomatic, said there is a process, tried to tread the line of backing his players, but he was also quite firm that this is not on. Yeah, absolutely. I I understand where Nick Hockley's coming from because, you know, if tomorrow, I'm not saying Usman Khawaja, it, it could be some other player around the world. And, you know, you don't want the the, the, the ICC, the you know, the governing body trying to, you know, they, they, their job is not to work out on these things. They, they, you know, they, their job is to make sure that cricket is run in an appropriate manner. So I get where Nick Hockley is coming from as well. And not not nothing against Usman Khawaja or any other cricketer, you know. I'm just trying to say I'm from an ICC point of view. I agree with Usman. You know, he he said that there's been examples of the past where I think it was the, I think the Indian cricketers, I think they might have worn a, a military-style cap, it might have been, I think, in a game. And he's said, well, how is that little different? So, you know, there's a precedence there. And, and it was been Khawaja's right to ask those questions. Um, but from an ICC perspective, I get where they're coming from, where, uh, you know, they don't want to get into this uh, because that uh, you know, we have so many different players of different backgrounds um, and last thing you want is, you know, 11 players running out there or 22 and maybe <laughs> an umpire as well writing messages. And last thing we want is, to you know, the focus to be off the um, off the field rather than on it. Yeah, you spot on. And one thing Hockley did say was that, you know, if Kawaj is really dead set on this, then he should apply to the ICC and go through the proper channels. And if they do say he can wear it, well, good luck to him. He can wear it. But, you know, pulling a stunt a day before a test match is, is not going to get anyone anywhere. No, yeah, All right, absolutely. Gav, well, that's it. That's it from the Perth test from day two. Pakistan fight back. Australia is still in command. And, yeah, hopefully we'll catch up soon. Hopefully so. Hopefully we have a competitive test match because yesterday I think I texted you going, I hope it's not one of those summers. Let's so hope we're hoping as cricket lovers we want to see good competitive test cricket and let's hope Pakistan put up a good fight on day three. Indeed. Well, thanks everybody for listening to Cricket Unfiltered. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast, share it with your cricket loving friends, and we'll be back after day three. <laughs> This is a Piccolo Podcast production. Sports Social Podcast Network.
I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.